Welcome to episode four of Vibe Check. My name is Shreya. And my name is Adia. We know we usually do episodes every other week, but we felt that this week with everything going on, it was our job to use our platform. Today we'll be focusing on the protests spreading all over the country in the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll also be donating $1 per listen for this episode to the Justice for Breonna Taylor Fund. Breonna Taylor's birthday was last Friday and her story seems to be getting lost in the noise. Police officers not in uniform showed up to Brianna's house because they thought her house was involved in a drug ring, even though they already had a suspect in custody. Her boyfriend, who is licensed to carry, pulled out a gun and shot one of the officers in the leg. In return, the officers fired 20 shots, eight of them which hit Brianna and killed her. Her boyfriend is in custody, but the officers have not yet been charged. Louisville, which is where Brianna's house was, is in the process of passing Brianna's law, which restricts its no-knock warrants, which is how the police entered her house to begin with. So last week, near the end of our episode, we touched on George Floyd and his brutal killing by Derek Chauvin. So we wanted to talk about that and how his death has sparked a worldwide, worldwide civil rights movement with all 50 states and 18 other countries participating in some way or another, making that the largest civil rights movement in history. There are even protests as far as Australia and Japan. These, these protests, as well as a bunch of petitions, have resulted in the increase of Chauvin's charge for killing George Floyd from third degree to second degree murder and, the, uh, and charged the other officers present with aiding and abetting second degree murder. A lot of this was also due to the huge social media uprising that's happening right now. So with so many people on using social media for this movement, there's been many terms that I kind of just been tossed around. So we wanted to kind of explain and expand on what they all mean. To just clear up confusion, just to better explain. So Adi and I are big supporters of this movement. However, there were some things that we had no idea what they meant until we researched for this episode. For example, ACAB means all cops are bastards. We don't agree with this. This isn't that every single cop is a bastard. This means that the institution in itself is flawed and needs to be reformed. Starting with the police brutality that is unfortunately extremely prevalent in America. Another thing that we were really ignorant about was Blue Lives Matter. This is a phrase that's been being tossed around and when I first saw it, I thought it meant that we shouldn't kill police officers and I was like, yes, I totally agree with this. We shouldn't kill anybody and so I was really confused as to why people were bashing it, but that's actually not what it means at all. It's a counter movement to Black Lives Matter and what it means is if that's if someone were to attack, harass, or kill a police officer, they would be charged with a hate crime. This is a law in Louisiana, and it's super problematic, and I understand that now, and here's why. What this movement is doing is basically comparing an occupation to a race. When police officers take off their uniform and their badge for the day, they can no longer be identified as an officer, so they're no longer subject to the hate that comes with that profession. However, for people of color, that never stops. They can't just take off their skin color at the end of the day. A lot of people are saying similarly that blue lives don't matter because quote unquote blue lives don't exist because at the end of the day, police officers get to take off their uniform. For example, if you have a white police officer or an Asian police officer, when they take off their badges for the day, they are no longer quote unquote blue lives, they are white lives or Asian lives. So there's no such thing as blue lives because at the end of the day, being a police officer isn't their race. An occupation can never compare to something that has such a deep identity significance such as race. So moving on from blue lives matter, there's also been a recent increase in the reference to the saying all lives matter 
which on the surface may seem like the All Lives Matter movement is suggesting that all races should join together to combat racism. However, this does take the attention and focus away from the BLM movement, and Black people are some of the most discriminated against in America. The BLM movement never said only Black Lives Matter. I think everyone knows that all lives matter, but right now, in this day and age, Black lives are in greater danger. Saying all lives matter kind of diminishes and divides the attention from the Black Lives Matter movement. Another term that people have been throwing around is white privilege, which is the societal privilege that white people have over people of color. It doesn't mean that white people don't face hardships in their lives. It just means that the color of their skin has in no way contributed to the hardships that they face. In addition to all these phrases, there are also some notable organizations, the first one being Anonymous, which is a global activist group that um, has surfaced recent, resurfaced recently, and but it's been around for many years. Our generation is basically in love with them, but what are they exactly and what have they done? So after posting a video about how they stand with the Black Lives Matter movement, they hacked into the Minneapolis Police Department website and shut it down. According to their Twitter, they also hacked into the Chicago PD radio and started playing NWA's F Police, which is really funny. Um, they also aired some stuff on Trump, such as that how he was involved in a child trafficking ring with Jeffrey Epstein, but no one knows for sure if that's actually true. Another organization getting a lot of media coverage right now is Antifa, which stands for anti-fascism. Fascism is the far-right belief system that uh, Hitler used back in Nazi Germany. Uh, Antifa is the broad group of people whose political beliefs lean towards the left, often the far left, but they don't conform with the Democratic Party platform. This group doesn't have an official leader or headquarters, although certain groups in certain states do hold regular meetings. These can be traced all the way back to Nazi Germany, and President Trump has labeled them as a terrorist organization. There's been a lot of controversy about how President Trump is addressing this whole situation. For example, he decided to do a photo op. I'm not exactly sure what the reason for this was, and everywhere I've tried to find didn't really give me a clear reason, but what he did is he made police violently clear peaceful protesters in Washington, D.C. in front of a church so that he could hold a Bible, which he didn't even read from. Again, not really sure what the point of this was, but this isn't the first time that police have broken up nonviolent protests. Speaking of protests, there have been peaceful protests all over the country. However, there have been many incidents where looting and riots have broken out. So President Trump has deployed the National Guard in cities where looting has become prevalent. Also, a big reform movement that people have been advocating for is Eight Can't Wait. Eight Can't Wait is basically a reform program for the police. It would include banning chokeholds and strangleholds, require de-escalation, require warning before shooting, exhausting all other measures before shooting, duty to intervene, ban shooting at moving vehicles, require use of continuum, for continuum force, and require comprehensive reporting. All of these measures are said to reduce police violence by 72%. But this isn't really backed by any real evidence. It would also require a lot of extra funds for the police, which is going against what a lot of people want to do right now. There's been a really large cry to defund the police because they aren't doing that their job. So what that would mean for the communities would mean that all the extra money that usually goes into the police department would be put into communities of lower socioeconomic class or communities with a large African-American population. For the rest of the community, that would just mean not having as prevalent of a police force. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, with less police, isn't, gonna, isn't there gonna be more crime? 
Now, there aren't super comprehensive studies on this because it hasn't been done in such a large scale, but usually some studies are saying that the less policing, the less crime. The Minneapolis City Council has announced their intent to disband the police for a community-led system. So even with all this conflicting information on what reform movements are good and which, one won't which ones won't help, there have been a couple that almost everyone has agreed will do some good. The first one would be ending qualified immunity, which would allow police officers to be tried and treated as normal American citizens. Also, a mandatory psychological evaluation every six months that also tests implicit bias. There's a lot that you can do to help this movement. The best thing to do right now would be to go protest. If there are safe and peaceful protests where you live, you should go to them. If you go, make sure you wear a mask. Don't wear contact lenses in case the police release tear gas because the gas can react with the plastic and make you go blind or something scary like that. And also try not to wear makeup because the gas will cling to it and bring milk or water in case they deploy it. Also, a really quick side note, tear gas is illegal to use in war. So I'm really confused as to why it's being used on American citizens if it's literally a war crime to deploy it. But anyway, um, if you don't feel safe protesting due to violence, you can always wait outside of jails for jail support and support people as they're being released. A lot of people are being arrested unfairly for peacefully protesting, so you can support them while they're released from jail as well as offering them rides or Ubers. You can bring them portable chargers, hand sanitizer, snack, waters, stuff like that. Um, if you don't feel safe going due to the coronavirus, because that's still a thing, you can find protests near you and drive past them. You can take photos and post them on social media to advertise them to others. Honk to show your support, or even bring a sign and lift it out your window while your car is stopped to show support. And if you can't go to protests, there's so many ways that you can help from home. You can text Floyd to 55156, enough to 55156, and justice to 55156. You can also donate to campaigns and char charities. For example, the NAACP, the George Floyd Memorial, and the Bail Project. The Bail Project is actually pretty cool. It collects uh, donations and bails out for protesters that have been wrongfully arrested. Celebrities like Chrissy Teigen are donating and bailing protesters out of jail. And if you can't donate, that's okay. You can go on YouTube and look up Zoe Amira's YouTube video and watch the, her stream to donate video. Don't skip any of the ads because all the money collected from her YouTube video is going to a bunch of different funds and campaigns. So please, if you can't donate, go watch her video. And all over YouTube, there's a bunch of YouTubers doing the same thing right now. You just can't skip the ads. You can also try emailing people um, like the Minneapolis Police Department, but I tried emailing them a couple days ago and they weren't accepting any more messages because their inbox was full, so that's a good thing. Um, you can email your local politicians. I emailed our senator and our representative and our senator got back to me in less than 24 hours. She was super nice and it was super clear that she read my entire email telling me that she's gonna immediately take action on what I said because it is her job to do that. So make sure you email your local representatives. There's a bill in Congress right now that ends police qualified immunity, which we talked about earlier. So that would mean that they would be tried and treated as normal American citizens. So make sure your Congress people know that you support this bill and want to turn it into a law. Another thing you can do right now is just educate yourself. Two movies that have provided a lot of insight for people are 13th and The Hate You Give. Social media is another great way to educate yourself, but don't fall victim to performative activism. Read more about it, but don't believe everything you see on social media. Make sure you go to accurate news sources if you want to learn more. 
you, ha you also have to vote. At the end of the day for police reform, president is not responsible. It's your local officials. So research and look into their campaigns. We need to be putting in as much effort into those elections that we do for the president. Every single vote makes a difference. And lastly, have those tough conversations. It's awesome to post on social media, but remember that most of your followers are probably like-minded and change can't occur in an echo chamber. If friends and family disagree with you, sit down with them and try having a civil conversation. At the end of the day, if they aren't willing to listen, you've tried your best and you did what you could. I feel like the one good thing that has come out of all of this is the unity and solidarity that our community and generation has shown. I have never been prouder to be part of Generation Z. And we know we post episodes every other week, but with everything going on in the world right now, we felt like we had a responsibility to use our platform. That's all we have for this episode. Make sure you share this episode so we can get as many donations as possible. Thank you guys so much for listening and to the Black community, we stand with you.